ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. So the lights just came back on. Wow. It's getting ready to rock and roll here. This is amazing. Uh, it's a little cold, but everybody's excited. You can just feel the electricity. I mean, this place is hopping. Uh, it's great. So we're, we're, Getting ready for the first go around. It's going to be Brandon Hogue and Jeffrey Ristrelli. These guys are both dynamite fast in motocross. Um, Brandon's had a little trouble with the tires getting through them. It's not something that he's used to. Uh, Jeffrey had a little bit of trouble in qualifying, but uh, when they went out there, uh, unfortunately, Brandon had to go home. But uh, Jeffrey ran on to the next round, which was against Joel Hetrick. Um, and unfortunately, uh, that ended Jeffrey's night. But uh, we got to see uh, Bryce Ford go out there and do battle. And he uh, uh, raced uh, almost flawlessly the most of the whole night. Um, but the race of the night, I think the race that made the whole thing was Max Lindquist. And I am sorry, uh, I believe uh, Ian or Jeremy is the gentleman's name. Uh, he's a cross-country uh, pro-am rider. The kid's awesome. He's super talented. I'm messing up his name, but we'll, we'll get a highlight in there of who he is. Um, that race was the race of the night. Max Lindquist came off the machine in the tires twice on each side and still moved on to the next round because at the end on the last turn, you have to make a left-hand turn to, to get back to the finish line on the end of the race. You're not going to see a whole lot of this in the footage or hear it, but Max passed him right at the very end. I mean, his phenomenal motocross speed and talent was the difference in this race. But that was the excitement of the night. It set the tone for the rest of the race. The rest of the race, Riley did real well uh, in his in his two outings. Uh, he he didn't uh, he didn't go home instantly. Uh, unfortunately, your head to heads with your cross country guys uh, in the beginning were uh, were a little disappointing for them. You know with Walker Fowler and Hunter Hart, but, um, John Galata Jr. did okay, uh, for his first round. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. R- Roberto and Logan Huff, Roberto bombed these tires. I mean, he just made it look like it wasn't even there. Um, he wasn't quite as fast on the motocross track, but you know, that's not his forte. But man, when he got through those big tires, it was awesome. The crowd loved it. Um, it, it, it was just a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Bryce got off one time in the, in, I think it was in practice, but he got, went out, went over the bars. 
um, everybody made their way down. You know, uh, Walker Fowler got to race his uh, hero and a, and a legend in his own mind in John Natale. Uh, he, he, Walker said if John would have beat him, that would have been a highlight of his life. Um, Walker beat him, moved on. Um, then Walker faced Bryce uh, in the semifinal and Bryce beat him. That put Bryce and Joel in the head-to-head battle. Uh, the race with Bryce and Joel, if you took a poll on the live stream, uh, everybody was saying Joel had it, Joel had it, Joel had it. I don't think but one or two people picked Bryce. Um, it was uh, it was pretty much if you were in Vegas and you were betting, everybody was betting the money on, on Joel. Um, pretty much until they made the lane swap, uh, Bryce was maybe 10 bike lengths behind Joel approached the, the, I would say the tougher section of the tires, uh, and made an error and got a little hung up, uh, went over the bars, uh, Bryce seen this, got excited and bombed his section and he almost went over the bars and then almost looped out coming out of the tires. So it got super exciting. You know, uh, Bryce was, uh, on the gas and, uh, he, uh, was all by himself. He, uh, rolled onto the motocross track and he said he almost stopped and turned around because <laughs> it was it, because he didn't hear, uh, Joel's machine, uh, as he rounded, uh, one of the straightaway turns or onto one of the straightaways, he could, he could see Joel back there close enough to where he couldn't, uh, just ride out the finish easy. He had to push it because Joel was coming and Joel's pretty fast. So it went down to the wire, the last turn and, um, Bryce Ford walked away with 10 grand. Pretty amazing stuff. Danny Ray and I did a, a recap on pretty much the event on live on Instagram, which you'll hear pieces of that here. After the race, uh, we had the opportunity to meet up with a few of the riders and get their perspective on what they thought of the event, how the race went for them. Um, you know, Hunter Hart, Walker Fowler, uh, Logan Huff, uh, Roberto. I'm sorry, Roberto, I can't pronounce your last name. <laughs> um, th- th- these guys have a unique perspective. They all rode really well and uh, had a great time. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy the the conversations we had with them. You'll get to see the interviews and uh, listen to the live feed. Uh, I know you're really going to enjoy this. So have fun. Let's do a little bit of ex- explanation of how this is going to go. Bracket racing is set up by a qualifying. So everybody's going to take a lap and they're going to qualify. Their, their time's going to post them in a specific order. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, however many people there are. And when the qualifying's done, that's going to set up your brackets. One is going to race the slowest time. Two is going to race the next time. Three, four. If we have an odd number, the number one seed is going to get a buy. So what'll happen is you'll you'll, you'll line everybody up. Um, and I think the way that actually the way they did this is is um, they had an extra set. So the slowest two times had to race off to who got to run against number one. Um, unfortunately that was Jeff Rosrelli and Brandon Hogue, but, uh, at least uh, they each got a run at it. 
Um, so once the brackets are all set and everybody's laid out to race and the head to heads go off, it's, it, it's lose, loser goes home. I mean, if you don't make it, you're out. So uh, single elimination is what they call it. Uh, as you go through the bracket, it runs down to the end. Uh, and at the end of our bracket, you're going to have uh, the fastest time is going to get another buy at the end. So you're going to have number two and number three racing each other, not on times, but in position and how they earn their way to the bracket through the brackets. You'll have number two and three race and that will give you your main event with the fastest qualifier uh, as if he wins out or whoever puts themselves in that position. Um, We're in for some really good stuff. You have some really fast guys that can navigate the obstacles well, and they're super fast on the motocross track, which these are big banking curves. So our TT guy um, is going to have an advantage in some of the sweeper style turns, but he's also been a fast qualifier in motocross in the pro-am division. So he's no slouch to this. He'll run really strong. Um, You have your desert guys that can get through the obstacles and pound through them super hard. You know, the the, uh, motocross guys obviously are going to do really well in the motocross. And you have some motocross guys that have raced woods. So they're used to some obstacles. And then you have your cross country guys that have ridden over just about everything you can imagine. Um, they're not too familiar with the tires, but that's a, a great thing because you didn't want to give anybody an advantage. Um, we have John Natale, who's came out of retirement for this. He's 47 years old. He's a two time national motocross champion. And, um, watching him in practice, he is in shape and he is fast. So, uh, he did really well in the setup and practice. He was the only one getting over the tires. So, all right, we're down to the, to the enduro cross section. I apologize. I have very little battery Looks left. Like we're down to the right last race. It's Bryce before the main event. It's Bryce Ford versus Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler's got the lead right now currently and the new winner of this race races Joel Hetrick for the finale Bryce Ford versus Joel Hetrick for the finale, unless Fowler can pull something out. Let's see. 
looks good. I got about like 7% battery, so I'm hoping to get the finale here. You're good. I've been. It's like Bryce Ford's got it. versus Bryce Ford. Here we go. Here's the finale. Ten grand on the line. Bryce Ford. Joel Hattrick. Who's it gonna be? Who you guys think, Joel or Ford? After the awards, we can all hightail it to Vegas and get ready for the Huevos concert tomorrow night. I apologize, I will not be able to be live for the awards. Non-point, breaking a sequence, human, and love. Gonna be a great show.
lights out in front and going into the back. Final race of the night. Joel's out in front right now. Still out in front. No, there was no. I don't. I didn't all believe that there was any smoke coming from Bryce's bike. I did not notice, but maybe. section is beat up. That looks like Bryce Ford has it. He is okay. He is okay. He got up and he's back out there. On so, uh, uh, big congrats at the Huevos race, Bryce Ford just yeah. freaking won, uh, and uh, ten grand. Bryce Ford just won ten grand. That's awesome. <laughs> I just was on live on that. Excellent. All right, if I can so, get uh, Joel Hetrick and Walker here Fowler go. up here, cruise on over here, guys. I know you didn't get the ten Gs, but I got a uh, consolation prize. We're, we're gonna get you to show Bryce. See if we can get Joel up here. I'll start off with uh, Walker Fowler. 
came in third place. Rockwell gave us these cool custom watches. With Huevos uh, Pro yeah, Invitational on them. We're going uh, there you go. on Instagram as a custom watch. Yeah. Congratulations Walker on Fowler third. got third place. You had a good run going there. It's, yeah, really good. Uh, it didn't come together. Really, really good. It was a great race. Yeah, so uh, what do you think of this? Uh, just phenomenal. Uh, you did a fantastic job. Uh, I hate to you know, tell you this, but I almost think being at this facility was better. I think it uh, leveled the playing field for all of us. Uh, obviously, I don't come from a Supercross background. So, uh, you know, some uh, big flowy jumps, and then obviously the, the kick-ass and narrow cross section, it really uh, leveled the playing field for us. I was bummed I had to take on Hart out in the first round. I think he would have went pretty far, too. But uh, awesome to, uh, you know, represent JNCC on the East Coast and come here and race uh, guys that, you know, stir the pot a little bit. Unbelievable event. When they were going overseas, but uh, yeah, just awesome to race with uh, Bryce and Joel, and uh, man, just uh, we had an awesome crowd today. And just yeah, you don't you don't get that everywhere. So uh, fantastic event, it was phenomenal. And uh, man, I, I know this is supposed to be a one-time thing, but uh, I, I I know that we all really hope that this isn't a one-time thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, guys, there we have it, Walker Fowler. This guy is uh, you know one of the all-time badasses of GNCC, seven-time GNC. From Rockwell, they came through with custom watches for these guys. Uh, they really support racing. Uh, they've been doing custom watches for a lot of the series. So if you're looking for a timepiece, I highly recommend Rockwell watches. Bryce, here we go. We rocked out with Pride. And uh, we got some beautiful trophy girls here. Uh, why don't I step to this side? And uh, let's give Bryce his check. catch up with you at the invitational race um what'd you think it was awesome but i it was it blew me away because i didn't think it was gonna be that good and it was awesome racing that kept once the once the thing got rolling yeah. it was incredible i mean the head-to-head -head racing who got through the obstacles 
unbelievable. Yeah, it was. I mean, you never knew who was going to win that race, even if they're out front halfway through until they came around that second lap. You know, they go through the enduro cross section. I mean, that was just the game changer there. And so it made it. It made it uh, very interesting. Very interesting. I know Walker Fowler's one of your guys. You're, yeah. And you know, it, it, you can never count the guy out. Yeah. Most of the people in the feed were saying Joel, 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 and they were watching, but reluctantly because they figured Joel was going to win. Yeah. What did you think about that final race? You know, the, the motocross track was, uh, I think because maybe because West didn't have a chance to really modify it too much. Right. But the motocross track was, was mellow, but it was, it was a good mellow it was everybody was fast. So there wasn't any do or dies, which was nice to see the riders not having to worry about that. But um, everybody went fast. I mean, Walker's a fast guy on you know, motocross track. People don't realize that, that he runs that good. But track, motocross track really didn't have anything to separate anybody too much. And um, I believe most of the guys, um, the motocross guys ran big tires. Is that right? Yeah, everybody yeah. everybody ran big tires. Yeah. The obstacles were, were built in such a way that you had to run big tires. Yeah. You know, and the moto guys aren't used to running big tires. So them, even though they're running a motorbike with big tires on it, it handles totally different. So turning in everything. so. I think that was a little bit of advantage for Walker on the motocross section where there wasn't anything really technical to separate anybody, even though Walker's very technical. Um, but it kept everybody really close together on the motocross section. Everybody was pretty much the same speed. So it all came down to that enduro cross section. And that, like you said, that last race with Joel, you know, it looked like Joel had it. And just one little hiccup there in the end, you know, Ford got it. You know, I mean, and, and same same with the race with Walker and Ford. Walker had it, and then Walker messed up, and Ford got it. So I mean, Ford rode awesome, but he also lucked in those two last rounds and, and took the, and took the win. Well, not making a mistake, yeah, gave him. Yeah. I should well, say luck. He he made he rode smart and he got over those things. Even but when he passed Jolie, about came off the bike. Yeah, yeah, that was close. Well, when he came out of the out of the tires, uh -huh. he was on the side of the the berm yeah. where the t where the big tires were buried. Barely holding on to the machine. I think he had one hand on the handlebar, one foot on one peg, and that was about it. Dude, it, he was almost it on looked, the ground. It looked like a bunking Bronco as he went, <laughs> as he went out of sight for me. And so I was like, oh, is he still up? Is he down? Is he up? Is he down? It's like to see him pop back up down there. But, you know, he did. It was, it was, it, everybody that was there was on their feet, on their tippy toes, trying to see what was going on, watching. It was, it was a phenomenal race. I mean, it was, it was, I'm glad I went and watched it because it was, Something to see that, I mean, all those guys race that close and that, the short sprint, basically, you know, lap and a half, two lap races made it where it didn't get spread out too. So it was tight racing, which made it a lot of fun. It's awesome. You know, we all have to thank GBC, myself included, ATV Talk. They're a huge supporter. So if you're out buying tires, hey, this is the guy you want to talk to. This is the company that you want to reach out to because they're backing the ATV industry. They're always supporting everybody. It doesn't matter what level you are. So go ahead and get yourself some GBC tires. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Hey, thank you so much for Rugged Radios and you and all that you did for that invitation race. You guys killed it with that setup. Now, we were trying, you know, last minute changes, but that's what we do at Rugged. We're always ready for anything. That's awesome. Hey, I know that you're a huge ATV fan. What what brought you into that Invitational, and how, how did all that happen? Well, I grew up in Oregon, so for me, I didn't, I'm not used to California life and everything else I was doing with ATVs, and we didn't have very many spots open for ATVs. So Wes's videos... Me and my son used to watch those videos all back in the day, and that's how we knew what was going on in the racing world, what was new. And me being a person I always loved three-wheelers, ATVs, and ATCs, motorcycles, anything motorsports-wise, 
want to be part of it. And it's one time in my life where I get to meet all of the, my icons in one place. There's never been nothing where everybody's in one place at one time. No, there hasn't been. And I think that's what made it so unique. Hunter Hart, how are you, brother? Oh, we're back. We're back. You didn't have the greatest Friday night at the Invitational, um, but did you have a lot of fun? <laughs> you always have fun. I mean, I'm supposed to say yes. Right. Well, but, I mean, I don't know. It was different. You know, we, um, I really don't know what happened. I think I forgot how to ride my ATV. You know, I, you know, we didn't do much of anything that we expected that we would do for ourselves. And then, you know, it was a real bummer when it was Walker and I first round, you know, but all in all, it was, it was different. You know, as I look back on it, glad we got to do it. Glad I was a part of it, you know, but, um, other than that, we're good. If you got an opportunity to run another race like that invitational, would you be interested? I'd go for sure. I would definitely go. I, now that we've invested in a west coast setup you never know where you'll see me next you know we might be out in the desert again um but no it'll be it'll be good you know i we definitely have some exciting things planned you know uh, my boy chris at maxis him and i were talking about some stuff this weekend when he was out here and yeah we we've got some exciting things in the works you know you never know what you're gonna see next roberto hey how are you brother are you good good man hey you were out at the invitational race on friday night what'd you think of that oh it's a pretty cool race uh especially because uh, all the past races were there like the fastest races in the planet and i don't know i feel happy well hey you had the tires especially the big tire down pat you were the only one that was launching off that yeah uh well you know here in, in works we have the all the obstacles so that helped me a lot but i didn't have the motocross setup on my bike was it's for works right right and it was pretty cool i had fun and and i think i'm thinking with with uh west that he invited me and it was pretty cool, pretty cool oh, that's awesome unfortunately you had an injury in there during the middle of the season yes it, it took you out of the points race how are you feeling now and and, and are you fully 100 percent recovered yes absolutely my knee i hear my 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 meniscus and my ligaments Throw them out, but um, right now I'm feeling pretty pretty strong, and I actually I feel better than I used to before. So yeah, 100 percent. Conditioning's all back, and you're ready to rock and roll. Yes, of course. I feel ready. That's awesome. If you got an opportunity to race uh, another event like that Invitational, would you be interested? Oh, of course. Yeah, any day. Excellent, excellent. Especially racing against all the fast racers, it's a good opportunity. To test, to test how how good you are. That, that's excellent. Logan Huff, how are you, brother? I'm good. How you doing, lady? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Well, hey. Good to see you. We missed you Friday night. I know that you got to, to, to run that event. Yeah. I know Friday <laughs> night may not have went the way you wanted to. We oh, were going we to interrupt you, but you were busy hey, no getting your, your machine ready. And then afterwards, we didn't catch up with you at all. Uh, what did you think of that event? It was so sick. That was so much fun. Look like, at the smile, I man. mean, whatever, dude. Like, I mean, I got eliminated pretty quick, but I mean, we went up against some heavy hitters the other night, and it was rad to just be there. And like, I had so much fun in practicing qualifying. Like, I got over the tires pretty good in practicing qualifying, but like, came down to it when the pressure was all on me, you know, uh, in the moto. I just, yeah, that screwed up, and yeah, Galata got me. So that's one of those deals. Right. It was still sick to watch and. Dude, Bryce Ford and uh, Joel Hedrick, dude, their moto, you just seen feet in the last lap in both <laughs> lanes in the Enduro Cross. It was rad. 
super cool. I hope they do something like that again. You know? So you'd be down to race something like that if you got an invitation? I would. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I'd be up for it. Well, that's awesome. Walker Fowler, how are you, brother? Doing great. I'm doing awesome. Hey, thanks for taking some time with us. Um, you come to the West Coast. This isn't your first time racing a different event. What did you think of that event? Uh, after seeing, oh, we got stuff blowing around. After seeing um, what our course would have been, I'm actually glad it was moved. Uh, it it would have catered a lot more to the motocross guys. Uh, it, it being moved to uh, to Sandy Valley, I believe, was Sandy the, Valley that event. Um, it was a lot faster, uh, more open motocross style, which really kind of levels the playing field. You can only go so fast. So obviously, uh, you know, Joel Hetrick and Bryce Ford's uh, machines are just incredibly uh, fast. But uh, like I said, I think it, it, it even the playing field out in the, the enduro cross. I mean, that was literally the make or break it. I was able to get to the semifinal against Bryce Ford. And he just, uh, you know, he cleaned the, the enduro cross section, which for a guy that's never ridden that, I was super impressed with how he, how he did. And then obviously he ended up going on to win, but uh, man, I just, I've, I've seen John Natale a hundred times now, but every time I see him, I'm just like, that is so sick that I got to race against John Natale and, and I beat him. And you know, that's like, I just can't, still can't believe it for yeah. sure. Hey, for a 47 year old guy to rock that, that way was incredible. Uh, it's, he, it's like he never left, man. He, he's still riding unbelievable and his speed and just his ability. Uh, you know, he'll he'll be a great rider for another 10 years, I'm sure. Well, he, he, I interviewed him after the event and he said he was coming back. It's awesome. I, uh, <clears throat> like for, for Moto or for, for Moto? That'll be awesome. I, I think he still has it, obviously. Uh, he'll have to, you know, kind of get the fitness back to be able to run the 25 minutes, but uh, his ability is still there for sure. So it was awesome to just be able to hold my own, too. I just I thought I would be way off and obviously uh Hetrick was four or five seconds faster I think I, I think my lap times came around by the end of the night I kind of learned the track I was just I don't ride under lights I don't ride moto very much and I was really really proud of how the XC guys did I hated uh flying up with Hunter Hart on round one but uh yeah I thought we I thought we all put on a really good show and uh yeah just so different man this, this i keep saying and i know it gets old hearing it but this is so out of my realm of what i do so if you got another invitation for an event like that would you be interested 100 percent in assuming That's... assuming i can make it i yeah, i had so much fun max lenquist how are you brother doing good looking forward to a fun day of racing i know that we had a conversation uh on friday about your strength and, and your conditioning. Do you do you think that there's going to be any difference with the conversation we had Friday to now? I'm not too worried about it. So that's, I, uh, that's the answer I expected. I, I think we'll, uh, you know, set a good pace and I don't see myself slowing down. That's for sure. That's awesome. Let's go back to Friday night a little bit. Um, the obstacles were a little bigger in some forms than most people expected. Um, what'd you think about the event overall? I mean, I thought it was a really cool event. Um, obviously it came down to some tires, I think was really, that's what separated the race. And obviously we all had our difficulties on them. It was just kind of when you had them, um, definitely something that I can go without for a while, um, <laughs> but would definitely go back and do it again and see what we can do. It's definitely something I got to go home and work on. So if you got an invitation to an event like that, you'd be game to play. Yeah, I would definitely go back. I would say it was a fun time, a cool atmosphere. Um, obviously, just would look for... Hey, everybody. It's Hunter Duncan here with ATV Talk. And we're going to talk about the Huevos race last night with the... 
the, the Enduro Cross section, and we wanted to know what everybody's intake was on that, our input is on that, and, and if you liked that portion. And everybody, this is Dan Ray, this is my son, and he ran the live for us yesterday. I'd like some comments on how you think he did for us. Um, they put me on a camera at the Enduro Cross section and the finish line, which was excellent. We believe the event was amazing. The turnout was excellent. We missed a few riders because of the change. Wes did a great job with the supporting cast, rugged radios, GBC tires for us. You know, they help take care of us. So um, if you're in need of tires, go, go talk to GBC, get all the Coriolis We always have to thank them for their input. Dean, when you were down there in the Enduro Cross, uh, what were some of the things that uh, you heard the riders talking about? And were any of the any of the other competitors uh, saying anything, or how about the fans that, that were really close to you? Well, they were all saying that it was a great equalizer, and all the oh, for the riders, anyways, the riders were sitting there, you know, talking about how they were going to get over the obstacles. A lot of the motocross guys had never seen obstacles like that. That's why you saw somebody like Robert Fowler who does obstacles like that. They were able to get third place and uh, really, really contend for that win in that third place. I think he did really well over the obstacles. You know, Bryce and that little bit, but it was very interesting. They were all very intrigued, and all of them renoundingly said that they would love to do an event like that. Bryce Ford wrote phenomenally last night, but the big difference was him him getting over the tires and Joel Hetrick getting tied up on those tires. Um, there was that was the deciding factor for most of the races. Some of them were not, but um, you had uh, Max Linkwist come back. He had a problem starting off, and he came back and he won. And he he, he advanced to the second round. round. He advanced to the second round because of it. Um, so I I personally heard that the cross was probably the best portion of it. At the event last night, everybody was crowded around the Enduro Cross section. I was 100% where everybody was at. You know, we will be producing a show uh, with all the content that we have, with all the interviews that we have before the event, after the event, and during the event. So this is something that you'll be able to catch on our normal ATV Talk podcast drop uh, on Tuesdays. Everybody expected Joel Hetrick to win. Joel was super fast. He, he made zero mistakes until the end. He was a fast qualifier, but what, two seconds? Two seconds, and then the next closest person, that was over max, and the next closest person after that was four seconds. I mean, the guy was phenomenally fast. He was ready. I think it was a little bit cold last night, and that played a little bit of a factor as well. But, I mean, I think that these guys would love to do another event. That's what they all said. And if you did an event where it has a little bit of, like I said, arena cross plus enduro cross, you're going to get people from the work series, the work series, and get all of them to come in and have an amazing event. 
you know, the big draw was the money. Yeah, because most of the purses and anything that you raise in the ATV world are small. So we want to increase those. So that's where you're going to get the riders of caliber to come and do these things. But you're also going to generate a whole new breed of riders. That's where you're going to bring some of your amateur guys from your XC, your works, and even your motocross to where they're going to come and start competing. Um, you know, we'll probably have to turn it into a qualifying system, you know, to get the top 20 guys to the main event. Um, I, I actually met Joel Hetrick for the first time in my entire life uh, yesterday. I was a kid in the candy store. Same with Jeff Australia. I'd never met him before either. I had met Natalie and a few of these other guys, but I've idolized a lot of these guys since I was a little kid. Well, speaking of from a fan base, Danny, because you're still a huge fan. Yeah. And, you know, you grew up going to the races with some of these guys, you know, like Joe Bird and Travis Spader and, and Tim Farr. And, you know, you, you still idolize some of them for some of the things that they did. You know, you also had a, a household name. You know, Doug Eichner was over at the house more than more than more than not. So, yeah. You know, so, as a fan, you're looking at it from a different perspective because you were inside the circle as a fan. Yeah, and that's that is a little bit different. But even getting to meet these guys are so nice and they'll sit there and have a conversation with you and getting you guys more not just what they post on Instagram not what just they post on Facebook but you actually having the ability to have an Instagram live interview post race section to where somebody can type in and text and be like hey I have this question they do that stuff in MMA they do that stuff in lot of other events and it would be super awesome for the fans to be able to ask a question as well as they're watching they get to watch it and then afterwards they get an invitation to come to the post conference the interaction with you guys is really what we're looking for ask questions you know be part of the lives that we're doing you know so that we can get your side or if you have a personal question come on keep it keep it within the realms of where we can answer and you know, let's let's get these guys closer to you. you know, let's talk about Joel Hetcher just for a moment. We're in a parking lot, you know, getting a couple of supplies to go to the Wales event. Joel Hetcher is on his way to meet up with his crew, and he just happens to see the license plate and the T-shirts, and he stops. You know, he gets out of the car and talks with us. Look, we spent 30, 40 minutes standing outside there at the bed of the pickup truck talking, telling stories, you know, interacting, having a great time. Um, you know, then for Danny, obviously, that was a, a great thing. I've met Joe, spoke to Joe, had him on the show. He's a great guy. He's a fierce competitor. But when you get to know the Joel away from the racetrack, he's down to earth. He's regular Joe, puts his shoes on one foot at a time, just like everybody else. And when you get to meet these people and spend time with them, this is what we want to bring to everybody, is they're human, they're just like you. They have a passion for racing ATVs. 
Joel gets to do it for a living. There's very few of us in the industry that have gotten to do that. I'm very blessed. Trust me, I have got to live a dream my whole life. So give us some feedback if you could in the comment sections. You can catch us on Facebook, Instagram. We have a YouTube channel. Hey, is that the kangaroo kid? Oh, yeah, it might be. Come on over here. It's a good tip behind us. You're doing a lot of feet right now. Hey, kangaroo kid, check this out. Eric Cobb, what's going on, man? What's up, guys? Nick Brunlin. These guys are legends, and they've all been in the sport for an extreme a long period of time. Okay. Matt, what did you think of that event last night? Oh, I thought it was great. I just thought that it was good that uh, we were taking another event like the works system, right? Right. It deserved its own identity. Right? It was a fantastic format. Wes and his crew did a fantastic job. Uh, 24 hours. It was an amazing event. It was. It really was. Um, we had such a blast. I, I, I ran into the kangaroo kid standing on the sideline. Didn't know that he had showed up for the event. And uh, somebody had pointed him out. So he's also got an episode on ATV Talk. Tells us some really great behind-the-scenes stories. Don't let your kids listen, please. Uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's not X-rated, but it's, but it's, it's close. Uh, he's a lot of fun. This is what we're talking about. Matt right here has had events all over the world where he's drawn crowds of unbelievable amount of people to watch ATVs do tricks, yeah, things yeah. that you don't see them do. What about the steamboat? You know, the Palace in Macau, I did five nights a week for six months, five nights a week, two and a half thousand people per night with uh, people from all over Asia. Never seen quads before. You know, amazing what a lot of ATVs can do. Anyway, we're going to go and take a look at the I think mine's 35, right? I think so. Yeah, I think I think my, mine's 35, so go on a podcast and listen to it. Some good stuff. Good to see everybody. Nick yeah. Rundlin right there. Hey, Eric Cobb. We could probably do a part two, huh? Yes, we could. All right, let me know when. All see right, we'll see you guys later. See you, Mike. See you, Mike. See you, Mike. See you guys later. Catch up with you guys tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, tonight here in Vegas, we're gonna have a legends dinner. Uh, we'll be going to that at five o'clock this evening. Uh, and all these great guys that have raced ATVs and done things on ATVs. But you guys, most of you have not seen it because there was never good coverage. That's what we want to bring to you. We bring these guys from out in the middle of nowhere doing things that we all want to do and love right into your living room so that you can see it and, and have a great time with it and, and enjoy it yourselves. What do you think about that, Danny? That's pretty cool. Um, Dana Creech just walked by. Dana Creech! We have Dana Creech in the house. He's, he's one of the pioneers in your extreme sport in ATV doing stunts on ATV. Come around behind me. Come around behind me, brother. You just stay on this thing live all the all time. time, man. Danny Creech in the house. Here we go, guys. Long time. Long, long time. Missed you last night. Hello. Hey, Dana. Uh, so, you were a pioneer in starting off the 
extreme portion of ATVs with some of those crazy jumps and things like that. What did you think of that event last night? It was good. It was good. It was a good event. Great that they got it pulled uh, off so well. I think it probably was better than it would have been packed with foot wheels. Honestly, better track and stuff. Uh, we got to showcase the rocks there. It, it was pretty awesome. Motocross bikes probably wouldn't like rocks if there was rocks in the other one. Uh, I think there were rocks. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think the logs and the tires were enough for those guys. Walker probably had a better chance if there were rocks there. Right, right. You know, he was one of the top guys. Yeah. Maybe just a white bike for training would have made him way ahead of some of them. Uh, wasn't his bike wider than the other different axles? It looked like it was barrel. His axle was very axle. Well, you think that the cross country guys on the motocross track did really well, though. Oh, they did great. I, thought, I just think wider bike would have benefited him at this one. Right. Because he was already one of the top guys. He just needed a little bit more than we could have won anybody right obviously Joel, well hey Joel Giftis Bryce Ford right there you know yeah. didn't make the mistake but that was part of it Joel did and and Bryce won what did you think of the what did you think of the era process as like to see one ball to the era cross are you going to come out of retirement <laughs> you have a new bike well, you know, obviously, obviously, if we get you a new bike, you know, would you come out of retirement? Get back into shape? Come out there and show these boys how to do it? I don't like to just do fun stuff instead of race. Right, wheelies and yeah. Yeah. set up at home and just definitely do a lot of fun stuff. I never get to be busy doing that. That's pretty awesome. So, I'd rather be that race. Are you guys getting ready to head over to the dinner? Yeah, we're going there right now. Awesome. We'll catch up with you over there, man. Good see you. Thanks, Dana. Say hi to me. I will. We'll I was be. down doing live, I didn't, and then I couldn't find you afterwards. Yeah. That was cool. That was Dana Creech, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Dana. So, hey, we're going to cut this right now, guys, and we're going to go get ready, and we'll see you back later tonight at the Legends Dinner. So be ready to tune in, you know, have your phones, and open up to Instagram. So when we go live, you're ready. Um, thank you again from ATV Talk, Andy Ray. I thank you so much for joining us. It's always an honor to have my son with me. He's traveled with me since he was super young, and uh, it, it, it's we got to go to a the reunion dinner. Um, it was held at a, a Mexican restaurant bar. Uh, they had a buffet there. The food was really good. We had uh, we had a great time. I got to see people that I hadn't seen in years. Uh, Matt Coulter uh, from Australia came. You know, there Shane hit Digger Doug Gus, John Natalie. John Natalie rode in the race, so I got to see him there. But also that night, it was it was really good to see him and talk with him and share some stories. Um, I got to talk to Pat Brown um, and Eric Cobb. These are these are guys that were uh, bigger than life back then. They were riding ATVs that uh, most people today use as collector's items because they're um, the original machines that uh, most people seen in the videos that you can't buy anymore. And and some of the, uh, some of the art form is lost because you can't find some of those, um, 
those machines anymore. You can't even find some of these guys anymore because they're doing things that, that are so far away from ATVs. Jeffrey Restrelli was there. Jeff Restrelli, uh, Mark Baldwin. I got to sit down and while, while he was eating and talk a bit. And, um, th- these, uh, these guys are, yeah, I'm a fan and I'm in the industry and I've spent time with, with a lot of them. Uh, when we were younger, you know, when we all had different colored hair or had hair. Um, and now we're gray and old and, uh, still doing it. Uh, a lot of us are still in the industry and, and still working hard and loving ATVs every day. Uh, dynamite Dino Dean Sundahl was there, dude. That was the greatest thing. I know he lives in our hometown and we get to see him occasionally. Uh, but seeing him there was really awesome. Um, Jeremiah Jones, who's probably got one of the best visions of how racing really works and what's going on on the track and what riders are doing. Jeremiah is really great. Um, hopefully we'll get him on the podcast one day and, and, and get in, into his insights about really what's going on on the track. But uh, he was a lot of fun to hang out with and, and I got to talk with him. Uh, so uh, it was a great experience. After the reunion dinner, uh, we headed over to backstage bar and billiards for uh, what they had with a concert with four bands and um, some music uh, that went along with the videos that were made at the time. It was the style of the music that they used at the time. And it was what you were hearing um, in the background uh, during some of the uh, racing and some of the shots that they were taking through the videos. So on our way over there, uh, we got to run into uh, Digger Doug Gust and his wife, and we got to spend some time talking with them and going over some of the things that we did, uh, you know, back in the day. Um, we also ran into Susan Parker. Uh, I hadn't seen her in person in years. Uh, she's been on the show, but uh, she's a very busy. Yeah, it was great to run into these people. Once we got inside the venue, it, you, they had video screens where the movies were playing uh, in different segments of, of different portions of different movies were on the screens. Uh, they had some uh, uh, paraphernalia with t-shirts and stickers. Um, a lot of the old school stuff that you haven't seen in, in a long time. And uh, that was great. I got to spend a little time with Wes Miller inside the venue. I mean, it was hard to talk, but you know, we still got to enjoy the moment and um you got a sense of how special this event was with the times with these riders you know some of them haven't ridden in 30 years and uh yeah and haven't seen each other in 20 plus so they got to spend time doing things that they did back then you know listening to this kind of music going to these kind of concerts you know having a beer you know, grabbing a meal and, and just, uh, being friends. Yeah. And then, and then some of them got to see themselves on video and they hadn't watched the movies in years and years or, or maybe never watched the movie. So that was, uh, that was pretty exciting. Um, Danny got to come with us and Valeria was her first look into really what the Wavos thing was all about. So uh, they had uh, the collectible videos and DVDs there. And Danny got to uh, buy the DVD that he didn't have for his collection. That was really great for him. The dinner and the race 
and the concert all being on the same weekend, bringing all these legends of the sport together was a really great thing for the industry. It was a great thing for these guys and ladies to get to see each other again and take part in it. It, it was pretty awesome stuff. We were in the old downtown uh, Vegas, uh, the old strip, uh, you know, the covered portion. If you haven't got down there, you need to go. It's really nice place. It's away from the strip and you're more laid back and you're more, it's more fun. Uh, I think that, uh, for myself and and the group, it, it worked out really great. So when you listen to this episode and you see some of these photos, um, it's a great remembrance to where we've come. And remember, these aren't the first generation guys through these guys like Dean. Dean was there in the beginning and he's got some of these guys by 20, 25 years. So um, the elevation of the sport and uh, Wes bringing everybody together and where he came up with this idea, I don't know, but it's it, it was an awesome show. It was great race, a, a great dinner. And then the concert across the street was, was the top, you know, that, that made it all just an amazing evening. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center, with over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.